is the Schaefer Baseball Report, an inside look at America's pastime. From Little League all the way to the big leagues. Now here's your host, former Major League infielder Jeff Schaefer. All right, well, welcome everybody to number 77 of the Schaefer Baseball Report. And uh, some good things went on last week. Andrew? Yeah, we got some good stuff coming up on this podcast. We do. Fun-filled. Fun-filled, man. We got some fun-filled and we got some kind of depressing stuff when we talk about the uh, sign-stealing. Not so much depressive. It's a good communication starter. It really is. I know, but it's bad for the game. For the game. For the so game it's, it's kind of depressing when you're a baseball guy that, yeah. you know, this is, this is you know, what's being talked about in the offseason mm-hmm. instead of all the big trades and things like that. Yep. It takes uh, it takes front and center. And, um, you know, but that, you know, that's how it goes. Um, out, we're out at the field, EA Sports Fields, Eddie and Angel, what they did. And um, Queens is out there working out, and Queens softball will be out there. So, you know, if you guys are looking for any work, you're looking for fields built, you're looking for maintenance, you're looking for anything, they're the best in the area. And uh, we were very, very fortunate to have them uh, to build our fields at uh, the Tucker Siege Dream, Dream Fields. So, um, easportsfields.com if you want to find out more about them. There you go, easportsfields.com. And uh, we will be back shortly. So welcome to number 77. Seven. Double hockey sticks, man. It's a big number. So um, I don't feel like I've been here for like a month. You haven't. I haven't, have I? <laughs> no. No, I've been in Florida. No. Then went to Nashville, right? Then you were back for a couple days. And then back for a couple days and then went out to Arizona <clears throat> for the, uh, the Mariners fantasy camp. My comeback. You should call it the big league camp, you know? I just call it my comeback camp. Oh, that was a That's good video. I was having fun with that. Did you? I was having too much fun with that. And I and I could have kept going. I almost started to feel embarrassed that I was doing it, you know? No, don't be embarrassed. No. <laughs> I should have been embarrassed. You know, everything I put online, I'm like, I wonder if John's going to look at this. I wonder if John's going to say about this. Yeah. He, he reacts to it days made. No, or he doesn't react to it. And then I'm like, all messed up. Like, I get nothing. You know, it's like sending them in a text, and you don't get anything for like days. Like, okay, did I piss them off? What would I do? What I say? What's uh, you know? Yeah, you, you, I, I, you're not the only one. Like my wife, when she texts me too, and like she needs a response, she like has to put that in there. Like, respond now. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the worst, man. It's like, worst. It's like you know, you go on a date with somebody, and then they, you know, like, hey, man, that was a great date. And you tell your buddies about it, and they're like, hey, when are you going out again? I don't know. She never got back to me. That's what I feel like with John. Like he's, you know. Especially when he started talking to me about his, you know, his Peloton actions. Oh yeah, <laughs> still doing it yeah. every day, buddy. Yeah, brother. Every day. Yeah, that's a bad question. He's been doing it every day. You don't see him losing weight or anything? No way, man. I'm just maintaining. You're maintaining. Yeah, you just, just don't want to gaining. I found exactly you know, where I need I'm to be. I'm maintaining. I'm not gaining. <laughs> just maintain. I, 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 a few years ago, I hit a really comfortable level of fat. Uh-huh. And I, Gone just above that, and then over the last few weeks, I've got back right to that perfect level of fat for me. Yeah, and so yeah, I'm maintaining the dad bod. That's it, it's, it's, it's your new, it's your new, it's your coaching weight. It's not your playing weight. It's the new norm. Right. It's like it's if I have normal. to put these pants on, I don't look so bad. Yeah. <laughs> also, I'm trying to be. It's like getting chased by the bear. Like, just don't be the slowest guy. That's right. right that's right. Just, just don't be the fattest guy at any given party <laughs> I go to or any given event. <laughs> Well, you gotta, you got you know, you definitely have to buy clothes accordingly. Like anything that I wear that's too tight, like I think I got like perpetual nipples or something. Yeah, Don't I, like everything Andrew and I were like, can we crop like, that out? Like missiles, <laughs> missiles coming out it's of it. It's like you know, and I'm not even excited about anything. They're Why just there. <laughs> 
Are you always a little cold? Yeah, get out of that, get out of that section of the supermarket there, uh, buddy. There, you know what? The, you know what I can't do is uh, all the, the 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 kids these days. The kids these days they wear those those pants that like taper down to like a tight ankle. Uh huh. Oh yeah, I, I can't. Yeah, do that. no, you can't. No, you those, can. those, those, man spank. So, <coughs> at, so I, I go to the Mariners fantasy camp, which was the big comeback. And and I don't know. I'm thinking I'm being messed with because everything I put on when I get into my locker is way too tight. <laughs> everything, and it says L in there, large. So like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm expanding. Yeah, I'm getting to the XL stuff. So I'm looking at Brian Holman that was that that put it all together for my teammate of mine, and I'm like, dude, all right, who's messing with me in here? Because my pants are tight. My my, I put the uh, you're talking about the spanks that go down. Like I had shirts on that actually. I actually look pretty good in it. I look chiseled except my nipples. And then, <laughs> and then but it, it just, I couldn't breathe. I couldn't move. And then the next thing I put on a, a t-shirt, too small, too everything. I'm like, oh my God, what is, you know, they shrinking everything or are they just making everything slim fit now? Both. Both? It's not me, right? It's not you. So then we're taking pictures out there and I send them back to my wife and, you know, I got... There's uh, there's Mike Moore that's probably about six four six five. Uh, Comstock was over six foot. Holman's probably six three six two somewhere. There. And I'm like I look like the kid, you know, other than like a kid with a goatee. And my wife says <laughs> I got like uh, so are you shrinking? Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, look at little Eddie Goodell. <laughs> exactly. Let's invite Eddie. So, but it was, it was fun, man. It was, that was it, an old it, reference, by the way. Uh, I, think, yeah. I don't think I don't, know, was, I, I didn't get the, that I don't know who Cal Ripken is. Who the hell is going to know who Eddie Goodell is? He was the midget that played in the game. I know who he was. For a I know who he was. They, they yeah. sent just, him just to walk. Making, yeah. did you, you, I didn't did know, you know, you know that. You didn't know that? Did you ever see that, though? The, the one time? Yeah, I just didn't know who it was. Isn't he in that song, Baseball, Mickey and the Duke? Don't they talk about Eddie Goodell in that, too? Is that too old for you now? I heard they would play that in like rain delays and yeah. like when they're letting like fans in the park and stuff. They play that old that old tune. Yeah, I didn't memorize you, it though. Oh, you sang with it. Come on, who? How could you not? It was played over and over. It's like uh, one of those. It's like Liberty Bibbity. Like I can't get that out of my head. It's catchy. So, it is. So so is that song. It's 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 pretty catchy. So that whole event out there was was outstanding, and I did I did my my whole video, but you know. The, the irony of it is I'm, I'm doing this, right? And I, and I interview the Uber driver, right? That knows nothing. It's a female, knows nothing about it. I get to the airport, I'm, you know, I'm doing whatever. I'm pretending I'm hiding behind a pole. I don't, you know. And then here comes Schilt out of the bathroom. <laughs> I'm like, hey, he just happened to be there. I'm like, Michael, come here. Perfect. Come here. So he comes <laughs> over and I'm like, well, I'm doing this thing. And he's like, okay, I'm all in, man. And uh, so uh, what was the irony of that? You get the, the manager of the St. Louis Cardinals is going to go off, and he's, he's coming out of the bathroom while I'm doing this, this stupid video. That's, hey, you were, it was meant to be done. But we had fun, man. It was meant to man. be done. We had fun. So the people out there, i got to tell you, i got to say this. I mean, if you ever get a chance to do anything like that, it was, you know, I don't know what to expect, but, you know, it, it's not good baseball. But it's passionate baseball. You know what I mean? These whatever the level of their talent is, they were out there doing it. They felt like big leaguers. They were in a big league clubhouse, wore big league uniforms. Our lunch, like when I was playing, and we had lunch, we got like soup, peanut butter and jelly, crackers, Kool Aid, right? They got chefs. I mean, you ate like a king at lunchtime, right? And they got their own little dining room. They got a nice. They got the big league dining room. They got the minor league dining room. Um, but everything you wanted, I mean, from hats to pullovers to you name it, they just they treated these guys like kings. So this guy, this one guy, Ray Corsino, who ended up getting Rookie of the Year, and Ray, this guy's a trip. He said to me, he goes, you know, I, I, I was 
could have been pretty good in high school. I, I probably was, you know, I had a future in it. But he said, I, I just decided that I liked women and weed. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he backed out. So, but, but Ray's down there. He, sa he saves all the money. And he walks. Day one, uh, after we were on the field, we come back the next day. And he's sitting in his locker. And Brian Holman goes by him. And, uh, and uh, Ray's sitting there. And he's like... My shoes are clean. My shoes are clean. And, and Holman's like, yeah. You know, in the big leagues, you get, you know, everything cleaned every day. Your shoes are done, all this other stuff. And Ray looks at him and goes, do I have to go home on Saturday? <laughs> <laughs> so, but I mean, the things, the words and stuff that came out of their mouth, it was, it was phenomenal. Um, you know, they're just passionate people that love the game. They go to all the Mariner games. They know all the stuff about the Mariners. They know the history of it. You know, they've dreamt about being on the field doing it. Now they're in the, you know, they're in a major league complex in terms of the spring training. You know, they're in uniform every day. Um, they're in the ice tubs, the hot tubs, all the training rooms. Oh, I bet you they're using the, oh I bet you they're using the hell There was a party. Stuff. There was a party going on. I mean, that, that hot tub had to be as big as this room. You know, for, afterwards, there's like eight guys in there. <laughs> you know, um, on the training table, I don't know how much a leave and Motrin got passed out, but. A ton of that, um, you know. It was just it, ice baths. Do they do that there? Or what's, no? Yeah, ice, ice baths. baths they yeah. got a big ice tub too, not just the old tin stuff that we used to get in. And you know, like the boats, you know, you put the tape on there. It's like the USS Schaefer, you know, <laughs> if you're in there. But it was it was amazing. The people were phenomenal. The uh, the Mariners did a great job in terms of taking care of everybody, making them feel special. We had kangaroo court. Did you have kangaroo court? Yeah, those man. are the best, right? Those are fun. Those are fun, man. So Keith Comstock, who's been in the game for 40 years, and Keith and I were teammates in, in Seattle for a little bit, and I played against him in the minor leagues. He pitched in Japan. He pitched overseas as well. But this is a sick left-handed dude, right? So his mind is just, it, like, he's got, he's got his whole doc. Every day he's just sitting there writing something down, day uh -huh. and day. And, and Kangaroo Court was like an hour every day. Oh, yeah. And they actually allowed the wives that were there with some of the guys in Kangaroo Court but they had to pay to be in kangaroo court. All right. And they had to understand that just because they were in there, nothing changed. Right. It was vulgar. It was harsh. It was attack. And um, it was it was, it was was a trip. I mean, every single day, some of the things that these guys got, you know, that brought up on. <laughs> there was one group that got brought up together. Um, there was one group that got brought up all the time, and they had to stand together because when they submitted their application or the registration form they asked to be on the same team <laughs> and so comstock got after him right away and said okay then here's the deal every time one of you guys get fined you all stand up and you all get fined the same amount <laughs> so it was funny but uh, musketeers so the, the, the teams all. were the teams arthur Rhodes was there mike moore they coached one team so it was more roads to glory that was that they made that up right mine coleman and it was the vanilla shafes and then so Comstock has 11 guys on the team. Ten of them are healthy. One comes down. He can't, he can't participate. He's hurt. So Comstock names his team 10 guys and a bitch. <laughs> uh, it was outstanding. So it was like it was perfect. But, um, you know, so much fun. So much fun. And, uh, you know, I, I was appreciative that they asked me to go out there, and I turned it into like a – a comeback journey yeah. which we really was just you know but we played we played on the last day and I was panicking because Holman had two hits Mike Moore had two hits 
Arthur Rhodes had two hits. Everybody had like hits. I'm like 0 for 2. Knock my last at bat. There it so is. No, it wasn't Savage. my last at bat. So Savage. then I come up my fourth time, right? And my fourth time, if you walk, you get another AB. They walked me in four. I took it. Finished at 333. <laughs> <laughs> Hall of Fame numbers. That's right, man. I'm out. See ya. Um, but yeah, they had, you know, Rick Riz was down there. Dan Wilson came down. Um, you know, it was, it was uh, Gary Wheelock, who was one of the original Seattle Mariners, was there. Oh, wow. So, I mean, these people that understood the history and, and, and followed the team forever, they were, uh, you know, then they just would hang out and, and tell stories, and it was a good time. But, uh, you know, I always wanted to go back and do something like that, either an old-timers day or just, just to see, you know. But I would do it again. Cool, man. I would do it again. Yeah, so, it looks like fun. Yeah. Right. So I went out to the fields today, the complex, and Jack's practicing. They're out there. They're going. Field looks great. You know, I mean, we got some stuff to clean up, but uh, it's on. But McDowell's, we, we bought some trees for a batter's eye, and the trees came in too short. So there's actually a house in center field. So Jack's out there with a ladder tying things around trees trying to build the batter's eye And he's not happy. You know, it's 32 degrees, and he's up there doing that. So... Um, it's uh, <laughs> Jack. Uh, who's, uh, he's isn't there the a best. freshman? That, isn't there a I freshman? Listen, that, uh, <laughs> it, it's his mindset. It's it's an amazing thing. I love him, man. I, he's just uh, he is he is. It's it's not MacGyver. It's McDowellgyver or whatever. I mean, he'll he's doing everything. He's edging. He's you know he he's into it that way. But he he has to stay moving, and he's you know he's got the same ideas as MacGyver. Just he's got a whole. It's a shoddier execution of the driver's you know, ideas. You know, you know what he's done? It's like, it'll work. <laughs> it will work. It'll work. It's like Cousin Eddie meets MacGyver. That's what it is. <laughs> That's McDowell. Oh, man. But, yeah, he's he's all into it. They they, they open up in Florida here in a week or whatever. And um, he's excited. Team looks good, man. I mean, there's, you know, there's, they're different than last year. There's, you know, they got, they got a good staff. Um, you know who's got, you know who's got a really really good team this year that actually you know uh, scouts are saying are better than a lot of Division One teams. Is I bet La- it's Landon. Over, it's Landon. Yes, for sure. Man, it's that, Landon. He's got that program going the right direction. For man, sure. he's got it running. You know, they got a nice facility now. Yeah, built the, down there. Good place. I mean, it's a, you put a facility in like that in the middle of nowhere. You know, the school is, but you can you go out to that baseball facility and you're like, ah, man, I could do this. Did they know? finish that yet? They, I, I know they're doing the stands and stuff. I saw pictures. Last. It looked like it looks like it's going to be ready for opening day. Nice. I mean, when we were there, they were just it was just graded. Mm-hmm. Remember we were like we were like bombing the uh, they were tearing down the bombing yeah. the workers with foul balls and yeah. stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah they, were, they were all upset about that, but yeah, they were tearing and getting it all prepared. So the the pictures that I've seen online, yeah. it's it's nice. But so when when a major when major league scouts go there for scout day, and they come off telling you that your division two program has more talent than some of the ACC schools. You know, you're Saying doing something. you're doing yeah. something right. But the, my my point to that is these guys that are so bent on playing Division One baseball. Uh, we've been saying it for yeah. years with these guys. You know, don't get so worried about what the the what number is next to the D. Yeah. You know, go go somewhere that you can play. Go to a good program. Go to a good school. Yeah. You know those kind of things. And you know, there's programs like that. You get Queens here that's actually in a metropolitan yep. area that's a Division Two. You get a ton. You know, there's a ton of 
Division One programs are in the middle of nowhere, and their student body is six or seven thousand. It's like there's not a whole lot to it, you know. It's, it's as far as a quality of life. Like there's some there's a lot there's some other options out there. It doesn't always have to be a Division One program to be a good baseball player. Scouts are starting to recognize it too. Scouts are starting to recognize that there's talent at the D two level. A lot of times these guys get were neglected. You know, they'd run through the they'd run through their D two and their JUCO scout days early. Mm-hmm. And they just kind of diss them off, and then they would go off to the ACC, SEC schools, or the mid-major schools, and they'd watch those games all year. They wouldn't necessarily go watch Division II schools. But when I went out to watch um, Jack's group play against Belmont Abbey, there were 30 scouts out there, you know? And then one of our guys did fantastic, and they loved him, was Jeffrey Madoff. Nice. Yeah, you know? Is. I mean, he's going to be a dude, and he's, he's going to get a chance. And, you know, so... You, which you hope is that these these Division two guys not only just get a chance, but they climb up the draft board, because yeah. the competition has gotten to the point because they went to sit. It's easier eight. to it's easier to compare them, you know, instead of having to take a Division two guy in the fifth or sixth round because you're not sure about the competition. You're like, right. hey, I'm pretty sure that we can we can grab this guy in the second or third round because of of who he's playing against. Um, that school down in uh, the what's it, what's the D two conference down in Florida? You know, like Tampa. And, mm-hmm. Oh, that oh yeah, to shoot. That, that's better so than a lot of Division One baseball. Yeah, you know, the scouts go and they sit at all the ACC, SEC schools. So the, your position guys, your position guys are pretty much standard. You know, at the higher level D twos and the higher level D ones. You know, they're all good position guys. You get, I mean, we've there's good outfielders, there's big, strong arms, everything that you want to grade out there. There, but the scouts go spend more time at the Division One program. So the the ancillary picks, you know, okay, yeah, we need a shortstop. Oh, well, this guy's at Florida. I saw him play. But the dude is better at, at, at over at Queens University or whatever. Mm-hmm. So well, hopefully now, so hopefully that, that you know, because everybody goes and looks for arms. If you're throwing, if you're throwing 95 miles an hour, I don't care where you're at, somebody's going to sign you. Mm-hmm. Right? You're going you're gonna to get a chance to go. But now, so if they go and they're looking at arms and they can see better position guys around them, then that's going to give the Division two kids a better shot right. to, to move on. Yeah. It's it, it made sense for years, and shoot, we 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 just last week we sent a good player up to a Division three school. That's right. Yeah, man, Cormac Terry going up to Catholic yeah. with uh, yeah. Bobby yeah, P. I saw that. Bobby Picado, Ross Natoli. Yep, Ross is a hundred years old. He's been there forever. But uh, literally a hundred. I'm telling you, he's, I think he's my age. <laughs> oh, yeah, so like he's somewhere in there. Ross was uh, when I was at Maryland. Natoli's name was thrown around. So you know. It's, Long time. It's the nineteen hundreds. It's a long time. Yeah, but that's good baseball Hall of Fame voting going on. I think the, uh, is today. Today's the day that the uh, they're due, right? All the ballots are due today. Yeah, you're you're, you're more up on all that stuff than I am. And um, so fill us in on a little bit. So what's your names? Uh, well, I mean, it's the standard. I mean, you got Schilling. So let's talk about Schilling. Schilling. I think Schilling's a Hall of Famer. I I think Roger Clemens is a Hall of Famer. I th- I think Roger Clemens had a great career. Yeah, yeah. I can't get behind. Oh, well, it. I can't get behind it either. I'm just saying, if you talk about, it, if you t- it's just looking at, you know, I mean, th- there is a difference between being a mouthpiece and being a, a PED guy. Yeah. You know, what about Pete Rose? That keeps coming up every time Hall of Fame comes <laughs> up. That's great. Yeah, I'll tell you what, Pete Rose is looking a lot better than yes, after, he is. Uh, oh, after yeah. the, the the buzzer gate or whatever you want to call yeah. it. He's looking a lot better after that stuff this week. That was, I mean, that's just ugly. That uh, sign stealing stuff. Yeah, it is. It's ugly. It's ugly the way it had to come out with, you know, as far as a player being a whistleblower. Nobody likes that. Nobody right. wants to have to be that guy. 
Um, but again, if that doesn't happen, does any of this happen? Do you, you find out about all this this technology being used? And, and that's the and that's you know I want people to understand that's the line. It's not stealing signs. Right. Stealing signs has been a part of the game since the game was invented. There's a reason catchers have put down more than one side. There's a reason you have an indicator right. in the third right. base box. Right. Um, but sitting there and using technology that is giving you real time advantages. That that's where the line. Okay, I'm not, I'll ask you this question. Okay, so people knew that this was going on, or they had they assumed, but you nobody policed it amongst ourselves. Like we used to police everything amongst ourselves. As far as uh, you're stealing a sign, you're gonna get you're gonna get a if we yeah get don't get caught neck. stealing a sign right you know because you're gonna have to pay the price you're gonna yeah. you're or gonna get hit or somebody's gonna go down something's gonna happen yeah right you gotta be you gotta be about it right you know and and obviously you know it took somebody you know two years removed on another team that was there to come out and and blow kind of blow the whistle on it and you know it's one of those things like you know you kind of know what's going on. Or you have a feeling it's going on. It, that's that's a lot different than knowing for sure that it's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, and all the the video evidence that's being shown, and then there's pictures. You know, you got pictures of Reddick with a with a band aid buzzer thing on him, and you know, got Altuve, Altuve doing the yeah. doing that thing. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's ugly. It's ugly and it's gross. And you know, I, I, literally that night, you know, we're back here. It was Thursday when a lot of that stuff was coming out, and I'm back here, and there was, you know, some of these little nine and ten year old, eleven year old kids are sitting there, and we're talking about it, and it's like, how do you explain right. to these guys that that these guys who, you know, are at the top of the world as far as baseball is concerned, were cheating? You know, there's there's a lot of pieces that you you wonder if, right? So. If they're not in the playoffs or they haven't done what they've done in X amount of years, is that does it jump up like it does? Because we're talking about giving them back World Series. Mm-hmm. You know, you're talking about playoff shares. You know, you're talking about championship rings. You're talking about a bonuses. lot bonuses. Bonuses. You're talking about a lot stuff. of different, a lot of different pieces, but you can't clean it all up. Mm-hmm. So you have to pick and choose what part you're going to go after. You know, but you know, guys have lost jobs, man. People are fired. It's People are fired. I mean, you know, they, they, uh, there was somebody that did an interview with twelve pitchers that were sent down after facing the Astros, and it's like, I, you know, none of those guys could have been affected by it, or all of them could have been affected by it. You know, you know, the truth probably lies somewhere in the middle there. But I mean, there's so many things that 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 it crosses the line on, and it has. There's so many trickle downs as to what it can do, and then again, it it just taints everything. You know, one of the problems the Hall of Fame had over the last several years is trying to figure out who did and didn't do it. Right. You know, that you've got absolute tests that say, hey, yeah, this guy definitely failed this test, and, and it's like, okay, that's black and white. And then you've got so many guys that were just playing in it, and you just got a feeling about it. And, you you know, Bonds never failed a major league drug test. Right. You know? So did I don't know. I know Clemens, they had the, I don't know that he ever failed one either. Not a major league drug test, right. right? But it's it's one of those things where, you know, because well, I mean, he had to go up in front of Congress and, sure. <laughs> and do that whole song and dance. That didn't help anything, but it just taints everything that's involved in the whole, you know, as far as all that is concerned. And you're sitting back and you're like, you know, you know, Clayton Kershaw and you Darvish have been absolute goats for a few years for what happened in that World Series, and now you're sitting there and you're like, hmm, mm-hmm. why, yeah, yeah, why it is only happening in the playoffs. Why, yeah, why... They had great, great seasons. Yeah. 
Well, you go out there and you get more pitches to see d- different guys. You've, you've got more footage on them. You can sit there and you you know you you can be spot on with your buzzer. Or you or your yeah, bank, or your trash can. Bank. You know, if if he's dominating guys in his league that he sees five times a year, right? Different teams sees five times a year, and then all of a sudden he's going against a team that's never seen him, and he's he's one he's Cy Young. Like, how is he getting lit up? Yeah, it's yeah, it's. I mean, it's ugly. It's ugly, and there's no there's. I mean, do you just wash over it? I mean, do you? Or, or do you well, what happens to the players is the next question. Well, that's the other part. Like, how many people know, and how did they inform people that got there? So, say you're getting called up in in September or something like that, and you're going to stay there for the playoff run. Okay, well, I got to tell you what's going on here, so you understand. So you know, but and then and then that kid, you know, you get that kid who's just been called up and he has no idea what's going on, and Shit, now he's do everything they ask. And now, yeah, it's like, yeah. okay, if this is how it's done here, then this is how it's done here. So you know what I mean? You like, yeah. you know, it's, it's like, it's you, well, you wonder, you wonder if there's any way that walked in and just said, "Listen, I can't do this. I don't want to know. I don't want. I don't want to be buzzed. I don't want. I, I don't want to know." Yeah. You know, you you know, are there is there a shoeless Joe Jackson out there? I guess what I would say, you know, because he's never been, you know, if you look at all of his stuff in the in the nineteen nineteen Black Sox, that he was hit all, close to five hundred in the I, series, right? So he's you know he's the type of guy that's saying you know I didn't want anything, I wasn't involved in it, and I was going to play the game to win. Yeah. So was there somebody that did that, and is that guy ever going to be outed? I I don't know, but it's. <clears throat> But again, it's no matter what happens, it's all tainted. And then you start looking at every other team in in baseball because if they knew that they were doing that, somebody else is trying to figure out a somebody else is somebody else is doing it or trying to figure out how to do it. Or I mean, it's not like Cora was only with the Astros; he had been with other teams on other staffs leading up to that. Like, how much influence did he have along the way? I get Beltran getting dumped before he even had a day. And do you think the uh, that Manfred was light with punching the Astros? That was the max that they. Could that was find. the max. He could, there wasn't more he could do. Yeah, I feel like they can do more though. That was, no, I mean as far no, as like, why, to the that's players. Why, that's why the ownership took on and fired those guys because they took it to the next level that they could. That they, they that was the they, max fine Major League Baseball could give an yeah. organization. Because to me, like I think about it, I would rather face someone on steroids than someone knowing every pitch that I was pitching. I, I, agree. I agree. Yeah. I so, think like, I just feel like that's really light for what for what they can do. Steroids is an individual thing. What they did here is 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 a team thing that affected. It's know. a conspiracy. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. it's literally a conspiracy. Um, but a steroid guy, he still has to hit the baseball. He sure. still has to figure yeah, out right. the pitch. Exactly. Like, if you know what, if you take a, a major league player and you tell, and you and you tell him what pitch is coming, and he gets a hundred pitches. He's going to do very well. Mm-hmm. He's going to do very well against you. He's not going to hit every single one every single time. I mean, guys pop up in batting right. practice. But, but, man, you, you face Clayton Kershaw Matter of being time. comfortable. Matter of being comfortable, knowing what's coming. Yeah, you man. Know, timing and you know, everything else that's it. But that, I, that's the point that I, what we were thinking about. I, you know, these guys just dominate, right? They're the greatest pitchers in, in, in that era mm-hmm. in Kershaw. And he gets lit in the playoffs every year is that like a weird curse um like this year okay so but then what about the other pitchers that didn't get lit i mean that series was was pretty high scoring across the board across the board it was pretty high i think alex wood had had a pretty good game yeah he threw like a six or seven inning one hit run or one run or something like that so i mean he was he was the, the exception to the rule as far as that was concerned. But again, you, you'll, we're, no one's ever going to know the whole. No one's ever going to know, and you haven't heard a peep out of the players on this. 
No. Should their championship be revoked? I mean, what does it do? How do you do, do, you take do, you do it? That? Manf- Manfred can do it. Yeah, but what, how do you do that? And who do you give it to? Do you give it to the other you team? They no. didn't win. Or just vacate it. Just like, vacate what's, it. What's vacate the point it. of that? It's like yeah, a USC it. Trojans 2004 championship was vacated. It's like, and the Heisman was vacated. It's like, yeah. nobody gets it. Like, what's the point? There's no point in that to me. Other than saying, hey, you don't, you're don't, you not a World Series champion, I guess. You could say, you know, if you're A.J. Hinch, now you don't have that on your resume. Yeah. You know what? Well, I think tough. A, I think he was a little bit of a goat in that, too. I don't think it was his brainchild or anything that <laughs> caused does, that. But Does Pete Rose get in in the future? I think the day he dies, the next year he'll be in the Hall of Fame. Oh, my God. So I, I, I think he goes in. I think he should go into the Hall of Fame now, but I, I only I only put his plaque, uh, put the bust in there, and but he doesn't get to speak. Like, you're in. And you right. can go down the road, and you can sign autographs all you want. But, you know, you're... Your, your statistics, your life, your you know the the bust of you is in there, but you can't come. Pete Rose, you the player, is in the here. Hall of Fame. Right. Pete Rose, the man, is not allowed. In the so Hall he Fame. can't be there every year. I'm okay so. with that because I mean, his, his that's a, <clears throat> just an, an incredible career. Pete Rose, the manager, four thousand one hundred what thirty six hits or something something crazy like that. What, I mean, and betting on himself, that's what got him out. That's what kept no, him out. No, he didn't betting on. He didn't bet on himself. He was betting on, his on team. teams. He, he was betting on his team to win. Right. He wasn't. So the, what John is saying, what we're saying is the player goes in because yeah, everything yeah, that no. he did as, yeah. as a player. But as as a manager, you know, I mean, he you know he did what he did. His biggest mistake was lying, right? And then he wrote the book and he tried to sell the book and you know it's it's a tough situation. So I can't figure out why I'm still not in, and I didn't do any of that <laughs> stuff. You know. They called. I wait by the phone every every day. Every so they day, every so time, every day this like every this date every year <laughs> I sit around the phone waiting. So they, they, we went over to uh, Gary Wheelock's house when we were down there at the Mariners thing, and and Gary's got an amazing collection of memorabilia. And so when I say this guy collects memorabilia and he's been in the game his whole life, what do you think he has? Just you know, what would be the obvious thought? Oh, signed um, baseballs, baseballs, bats, jerseys, bats. <clears throat> Was he a shoelaces? He's got of letters. Jersey? He's got letters signed by Sandy Koufax. He's huh. he's collected gloves from the beginning of the time when they started making gloves. So there's an entire evolution of baseball gloves in there. He's got um, gumball machines and all this other stuff. You know, I'm thinking, okay, you know, like uh, John McLaren apparently has one of the best collections ever. And John collected everywhere he went. He got a guy to sign something. You know, and uh, no, it was it was it was the coolest. And it was in his house. It took over two rooms in his house, and it was it was phenomenal, phenomenal. But so they they're showing all highlights of you know different things going on. And what highlight did they show of mine? The fight. That's the only real highlight I have. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the only real highlight. You know, I'm, I'm sitting there with Mike Moore. The bad boys charging the field. Oh my God, I'm sitting there. That's it. So I'm sitting there with you know with Mike Moore. That was a one-one pick by the Mariners, pitching two World Series. Arthur Rhodes had pitched in 20, I mean, pitched 20 years in the big leagues. That's pretty amazing. And I know it was, you know, you know, later in his career, he was, you know, the, the specialist out of the pen. But he was good at, you know, Holman pitched a near-perfect game and lost, uh, lost with two outs to Ken Phelps on a pinch hit home run. Um, you know, Comstock and I are kind of similar paths. Like, you know, who are you guys? By the way, what are you doing here? <laughs> but we had, and then you got Wheelock, that's an original... Seattle Mariners. So all these guys had this great big league history, and Keith and I are like, 
How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> uh, but that was... Was it like... Uh, did they welcome all the Seattle Mariners legends and Jeff Schaefer? Oh no! So I'm, so, so, so I'm walking down. I'm walking down the hall, and they have they have all this. You know, they they memorialize all the you know the history of it. So they got all these players. You know, and you got you know, I mean, from Rupert Jones to Griffey to you know King Felix when he was going on to you know uh, Griffey Junior. Raul Baez and you know, and then so there's a, there's there's Harold and there's Omar. And in between Harold and Omar is Griffey. So every day I would walk and I'd stand in front of Griffey and, you know, and I'd point to Harold and I'd be like, the only reason you guys are good because I was on the bench and you were afraid if I came off the bench that you'd lose your jobs. And there was nobody around. It was just me talking to the wall. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's good. You know, the difference, you walk, through the, you walk through the Mariners history, right? But walk through the Yankees history. Go into Yankee Stadium and go into their, you know, their thing. That's pretty. That's unbelievable. Yeah. You know, hundred years, about a hundred years more of history. Well, yeah, and a hundred years more of history, and just you know, greatness along there. Greatness too. in yeah. there. You know, tons yeah. of greatness. Yep. So it's not just some greatness. Tons of greatness. Yeah. You know, because I'm walking down the hall going, I play with that guy. Really? You know? <laughs> no. <laughs> not true. They're all they're all deserving in there, but. Uh, you know, good stuff. Where are we at, Andrew? We good? Yeah, we're good. Yeah, we can say peace out for this week. And, yeah. and we got two events this weekend. We do. Fill us in. We got the Veteran Celebrity Softball Smash. That's, uh, that's for Veterans at, Bridge. For Veterans Bridge and Knothole. Yep. That'll be at yep. the new facility. Yep. Um, you're going to be in that too, right? I am. That'll be awesome. I got a couple buddies coming down. Yeah, I'll have to do a video for that comeback. For yeah, another comeback. Thing. That should be your... <laughs> like, hey, you know what you should label? That should be the beginning of the comeback. The, no, the softball event? Yeah, the beginning. You're going to start somewhere. We're going to be on this tiny little field, and I'm going to hit two balls to the warning track. He's going to jam himself. I am. I, listen, I was, I was sweating 0 for 2, man, down there. Yeah. I was like, all these guys are like, you know, they're raking. I almost got labeled one. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got uh, the we got the BIC pitcher catcher camp that's this right. weekend as well. Yeah, so, that's right, Saturday. Yep. yep. And we got what, about ten schools coming. Uh, six. We're, six. We're bringing in six schools and PBR PBR Brandon PBR. Hall from PBR okay. is going to be here as well. Very cool. So nice awesome. little kickoff to the season. Got our guys ready to go. Got some catchers coming in and should be a good good time had by all. Because sometimes the smaller numbers in terms of everything are better because you get more more attention to it. Because you go to showcases. Well, this time and after about the 150 kid, you're it's like, a blackout period. Uh, for, it's a blackout period for D one. For D one. So there's yeah. it's no D one. So we we we're just just local Division two, II, Division three, and, and a couple JUCOs, JUCOs and yeah. a couple JUCOs. So kind of making sure those guys get a chance to get in here, which is, which mm-hmm. makes it great for you know your 2020 unsigned guys. Yep. You know, some of your, your uh, 2021s that are starting to, you know, get in there that, you know, mm-hmm. kind of fit that profile. It makes a lot of sense for, for those kind of guys to come to. Curious to see, you know, we, our P5 and our carving station, you know, those guys have worked hard all went along, mm-hmm. you know, to see the jumps. See the see jumps, some jumps yeah. Yep, to yeah. see the jumps. It's going to be uh, it's good. All right, man. So we will uh, we'll do this again. Next week. Next week. And we appreciate everybody listening to the Shaker Baseball Report. Peace out.